Hello and welcome to Let's Talk More Monkey. I'm David Wall, the director of Awesome here at Archie McPhee, and today I'll be joined by Shauna Danger, the high priestess of rubber chickens, Scott Heff, creator of Kitsch, and Mark Paolo, the owner of Archie McPhee, to talk about some of our new products. It's been a while. I know. Hi. Hi. Hello. It has been a while. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Mark. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, and uh, today we were just going to talk about some of our new products. Yeah. And it has been a while, so we have quite a few. I narrowed it down. I winnowed it um, since our last podcast. Um, some of them literally just came in, too. So... Uh, we could start with one of those. We could start with what Hef is most excited about. I see you've picked some favorites. <laughs> what, Hef, what are you most excited about amongst the new products? Uh, amongst the new products, I would have to go with Meditating Bigfoot. Meditating oh. Bigfoot. So do you want to describe Meditating Bigfoot? Uh, sure. It's a two-inch Bigfoot figure. Um, that's sitting in a lotus position. Is that right? He's sitting uh, with his legs crossed and with his eyes closed and he's meditating. And they come in three colors, a darker brown, a tan, and a white or like a Yeti. Yeah, and I will say um, Steve and Pepper both had the same reaction to them to dark milk and white chocolate. I was just going to say I'm getting this incredible hunger for white chocolate <laughs> Look, looking at the, the the yeti version from behind it's just like that's a big hunk of like easter bunny white chocolate so, yeah, and so. i'm like i just i didn't really have lunch today <laughs> give it over to mark and we should say from, from behind bigfoot does have a very visible buttocks <laughs> as always as always with archie mcphee because bigfoot we focus on it and we did and i will i will say an email was sent with the word cleft in it. Um, <laughs> That's because right. they they did not do the cleft correctly the first time, and we had to up the cleft. It had to be turned up to 11. Always up the cleft. That's my philosophy. <laughs> I swear we've had more meetings about Bigfoot's booty than any other single item. It's probably true. It's probably true. Mark, what's your favorite product on these? It is... And this is terribly boomer, but it's a dad's joke drawer jigsaw puzzle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it is mag- a magnificent collection of these classic rubber chicken, whoopee cushion, uh, groucho disguise, and, you know, uh, cockroach. And it's just, it's kind of who I am. It's uh-huh. <laughs> just pranks and the, the fact that. You know, it's a 1,000-piece jigsaw puzzle, and it's beautiful, and uh, it will help a lot of people pass the time st- stuck inside. <laughs> I think it's... I was expect... I'm still expecting, though, a uh, Nobel Peace Prize nomination for this <laughs> because of the, the calming and the peacefulness that it will bring to homes all over the world. So you're saying this specific puzzle you're expecting the Nobel Peace Prize for, or no, just it, puzzles it, in just, general? Yeah. He said nomination. Let's, you well, know, yeah. at least okay. a nomination. Yeah. Did he look at you when he said it? Because you know you have to, people I can just nominate him. I can nominate him, yes. Yeah. I, I, I nominate you. He, like, looked at you uh, and said, I would like a nomination for yeah. this. This is me officially nominating you right here, right now, on the record for the Nobel Peace Prize. done. And we should say we had, we got in four new puzzles. Yes. Yeah, and Shauna, have you done these puzzles no. yet? 
I have one at home. I'm about I'm about to start on it. And Which it's, one? It's the uh, Finger Monster Fiesta. Come I've on. done our other five puzzles that we carry. Right. But of the new batch, uh, Finger Monster Fiesta is the first one I'm going to try. I'm Why did you excited. choose that one first? I oh, actually it's I actually it's because of the friendly eyes. It literally is because of the friendly eyes. You you need some friendly eyes uh -huh. staring at you, and that's yeah. that makes it more restful. Yep, I decided that's the first one I want to start with. All those little cheerful faces beaming back up at me. Aww, yeah. that's mm -hmm. so cute. See, I had a reason for it. And half, I don't even need to ask you about uh, which puzzle is your favorite because you de designed one of them, which is the Bigfoot puzzle. I did. I did uh, design the I believe in Bigfoot puzzle, and uh, it's Bigfoot at a, against a nice serene forest. Backdrop. He's near. He's on the side of a lake. You've got the mountains, some reflection in the lake. What's that? Mount Rainier. And uh, yes, yeah, sorry, Mount Rainier. You've and, got a big full friends. moon. Yes, and that's the best part. Is if you look closely, there's a Loch Ness monster in the water. There's a Mothman flying up near the moon. And there's a UFO back there, and even some little bird friends. So I have a question for you, Half. Yes. What's the situation with the puzzle Bigfoot Cleft? Well, that's the, the image of Bigfoot is a long-established Archie McPhee Bigfoot, which I did not design. So that booty has been discussed and figured out already. Yes. Okay. So we didn't have to have any meetings about Bigfoot's behind for the puzzle. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we could have. It would have been fun. You, you caught some subtweet heat for this puzzle. Oh, no. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. The, uh, Is this like an intervention? Uh -oh. The Archie Store Wallingford Beast Twitter account was like, <laughs> oh, it's so good to see all of my friends on this puzzle. Uh, oh. I should have put the Wallingford Beast in oh, there. Oh, that hurts. That was a miss. I'm sorry. Uh, this is an official apology to, to the, the Wallingford Beast. I'm sorry I <laughs> omitted you from the, the Bigfoot puzzle. And here is the fa my favorite part of our podcast is the half <laughs> apology. <laughs> I've missed your apologies, I just, Well, I, I would be careful getting into your car tonight. <laughs> I would look underneath for those sticks of dynamite. Because a Wallingford beast, he's kind of a street beast. Yeah. You know? well, I, yeah. I don't know. I think the beast... You just hurt his feelings. <laughs> you think he's more sensitive? I think he's more sensitive. That's why he went with the subtweet. He went with the high. He took the high ground and congratulated everyone else. It's like when <laughs> it's like when the cast of a TV show everyone gets nominated except one person, uh -huh. and they send out a congratulations to everyone else. That's yeah. what I feel like happened there. <laughs> so, just a little burn. Okay. Well, I do apologize. <laughs> Don't let that Please don't again. bomb my car, beast. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you're, you're apologizing to a cryptozoological creature that lives in a glass cage at the Archie McPhee store. Probably doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I would guess. <laughs> you're saying I need to apologize in person or over Twitter. I, I would think I would tweet an apology. Okay. I would I find tweet an apology. Tweet, I would find the tweet, like right after we're done with this podcast, I would find the tweet and say, you know, I get it. You know. oh, you're writing it down. That's good. I yeah. am writing it down. Right. I don't want to forget. The first thing on his list is Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Nobel Peace <laughs> and then Prize the nomination. The thing is uh, Wallingford Beast apology. And you got to be sincere on this because the beast will tell if you're just kind of you know yeah. nonchalant, just off the shelf. You know, sorry. Yeah. You know, you got to be authentic. I yeah. I feel like my even though my apologies are plenty, 
I feel like they're pretty authentic. I'm, I generally am very sorry <laughs> in true. life, in general. <laughs> so, so you, you practice sorry. at it? Yeah, it's just part of my personality <laughs> to always be sorry about things. So there you go. And we appreciate it. Enough about me. Let's go on with the fourth puzzle. <laughs> the, fourth, the, fourth, the fourth puzzle, I'll pretend, is my favorite, which is the um, action figure extravaganza. And um, it also features Bigfoot, so kind of in a in a in a co-starring role. The um, Wallingford Beast and the Wallingford no, no. no. Wallingford Beast. We never did a figure. So in um, this Yet. puzzle is a pile of um, Archie McPhee action figures, and we chose Archie McPhee action figures because we didn't want to pay licensing. <laughs> so <laughs> I was pushing hard to get that Spider-Man action figure. I know. Figure I know. One Spider-Man would have made it all pop. <laughs> but, um, this one's Roger's favorite, by the way. It, it's oh. a cool puzzle. I really do like it. They, um, there's a uh, you know our Oscar Wilde, Houdini, Marie Antoinette, and of course Fuzz is on there. Which we got somebody exclaiming Fuzz when they saw it on Instagram. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Seth Godin's on there. Yeah, well, um, well, that, that's a good one. There, he's in the corner, and you know there probably should be a mention. Over the air for Seth. And, and, <laughs> Do you uh, want me to hit him up? Is what you're saying? For, see if he'll well, also I Nobel, mean... or uh, nominate Mark for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I should say you should have a connection to this one as well because kind of the main little figure that's featured is the Roscoe Pug, which you have a personal connection. To. Yes, which Aww. kind of the body of the Roscoe Pug is me, even though it's generic. That was from my uh, outfit while dressed as Roscoe Pug, and Roscoe was my pug. Yeah. Yeah. Such a sweet, sweet pug who was the most famous pug in the world for several <laughs> years in the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But my real um, favorite item um, amongst these items in front of us is, is the monster ornaments, yeah. which Steve designed, and they're both terrifying and festive. If I, I'll quote my own description of them. <laughs> Your own write-up. My own write-up. Um, and uh, they really are magnificent, though. Um, they are unique. They're not another person's design for these characters. They kind of came out of Steve's head. Except for one feature that I, I came up with. What's that? The side-eye. Werewolf side-eye. And um, Did you know that? No, I didn't know that was yeah. your idea, but I know it's been an important part of the werewolf and with future werewolf products, he will also have a side eye. Yes. Um, he And uh, one of the future werewolf products may be strawberry scented. Because mm. <laughs> we liked the phrase strawberry scented werewolf. Yeah. These are, I, we kind of sold them as a Halloween tree item as well. Because yeah. uh, we're trying to make Halloween trees a thing. And uh, not just us, other people are too. But um, they also go great on a Christmas tree. I love them. Yeah, me too. I'll be hanging those on on our tree for sure. And they're a good deal because ornaments are expensive, and you can get these three for like 25 bucks. Yeah, they're really good. That's a good deal for three really nice ornaments. Glass ornaments. Glass ornaments. Mm -hmm. Hand-blown glass ornaments. Hand-blown glass ornaments. (laughs) And since it was Christmas and we pushed it... golden thread. Sorry. That's okay. (laughs) We pushed it right up until the last minute. We can also premiere Handy Claws. Who wants to talk about Handy Claws? I think David Wall needs to talk about Handy Claws because you understand them the best. <laughs> so, Handy Claws turns your hand into Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. By, and much like our other handy items, um, it comes with uh, feet, hands, and a head so that your hand becomes the creature. And 
F, why are you laughing? Because she called him a creature, and then I thought of how Q puts Santa Claus in the uh, monster category. Which is true. Although, we saw another company, and um, we saw their sorting system, and they put unicorns and uh, Santa Claus under fantasy creatures. Yeah, there you go. And so Steve went, oh. Because he just, I think for him, all fantasy creatures mm-hmm. are monsters. Yes. Right. So he liked the fantasy creatures, too. So he may yeah. change his really? filing system. That's a whole a whole other podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, but the the design flaw that is also the best thing about the product <laughs> is Santa looks naked. <laughs> when, when you put, put him put on it your on. hand. If, if you're, unless you're wearing hand. a glove. Yes. <laughs> and um, w- while we were playing with it, Hef had it on and said, hey... I think this was Scott King. Oh, Scott King. That, came with up the with alternate pose you're talking about? That's the Scott pose. King. That was Scott King. I thought it was you. Mm, Scott King came up with this alternate pose where if you put the feet on your fingers closest to the head <laughs> and the hands on the other ones, you can make uh, Santa sit and with an inviting fleshy lap. <laughs> <laughs> Are you writing this down? I <laughs> don't, I don't know what lap. to do. I don't know. To be honest, I think there needs to be an apology involved somehow, but I don't know who. I'm not. I'm not taking ownership of this one. <laughs> Inviting fleshy lap. Yeah. So <laughs> we we debated whether or not uh, Handy Claus should come with a glove, and then we're just like, nah. People have gloves. Pe- people have gloves. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you could. Uh, I suppose if you had a red glove and you put it on. It would look pretty pretty natural. I hope people look up what we're talking about, because it really does look strange. It's way stranger than we thought it would be. I know. We were innocently just said, oh, yeah, handy cloths makes a lot of sense. And then once you put it on your hand, it really is odd. And my, my biggest shock about this is more people don't think it's strange. Right. Cause they just I, go with it. They just go with it. And I was, I to me, if I saw it somewhere, I would be like obsessed and be like, wow, look at that weird thing. I don't get it. <laughs> How much is it? Because I'd have to own it to prove and bring it in and prove to people that it existed. Yeah. And, um, but no one's had that reaction to Handy Claws left. And we haven't seen any pictures in the wild or videos in the wild of Handy Claws. We've sold a bunch, mm-hmm. but haven't seen any yet. So maybe Handy Claws is going to make his way down chimneys this Christmas. Yeah, he'll get his due, <laughs> probably. There's a Handy Claws in my stocking. <laughs> so those, I just did two products in a row. Um, I have a handy clause comment. I remember in March when the COVID hit and, and everything went crazy and we all went underground in, uh, that we rushed this out, if you remember. Mm-hmm. We said, we, we really got to move on this thing because what I was thinking is like, there will be a Christmas, but it's liable to be like a, a Bruegel painting the Garden of Delights, and we're going to need some Happy Santa stuff. And so many companies were in disarray. I didn't think there'd be any Santa items, and it was kind of our obligation, once again, Nobel Peace Prize, uh, <laughs> to bring some calm and peace and 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 harmony to to humanity. I see a theme here, but I also see that once you saw the product, did you? reference the Garden of Earthly Delights again because it does have a little bit of Well, unfortunately, the term 
fleshy lap mm. keeps coming up mm -hmm. and I, it just sort of derails me on the whole thing. And, and now I'm wondering, why did we do this? <laughs> well, originally, when we first started doing these these items, we did a um, handatar, a centaur, that turned your hand into a centaur. Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't do that well the first time we brought it out. Right. And then it kind of got a second life. Because um, people did do that thing that you were talking about, David Wall, which is they were like, wait, what is this? And they yeah. they finally started telling each other how weird it was, and then we brought it back. Exactly. You yeah. have to find, it has to find its context, because we can't provide the context where Handy Claws is weird, because right. people expect us to do weird things. Yeah. So it, somebody has to discover it in a straight place and think that they've, like, mined for gold. Yeah. Come it, out with some crazy thing. It has to have its context removed is, yes. is what it is. Because if I found that in a thrift store, like we've talked about, that's when I'm like, oh, my gosh, what yeah. is this? Who made this? This is crazy, and I want it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think Handy Claws will have two two lives. I, w one other thing about COVID days, when uh, when we first, we first started talking about making products um, uh, for Christmas... Um, long, long ago, I pitched uh, Santa Claus wearing a surgical mask, yeah. and no one thought it was funny because it was too soon. <laughs> and uh, but the reason I wanted to do it is for the name Sanitary Claus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then one of the most mainstream ornament companies in the world did my idea. Yeah. Which means they all went, "That's great." When they heard it, but they did not come up with the name Sanitary Claws. So, take that. <laughs> that's my, That's the chip on my shoulder. I bet. Yeah, you're bitter. You're going bitter. into the season you bitter. You I was staying up last night thinking about it, like, we should have called it Sanitary Claws. <laughs> Dear sir. Oh, stern letter. Time for a stern, stern letter. letter. Put that oh. on your list. Okay, stern letter. Excellent. Nobel Prize. Apologize to be Write stern letter to ornament company. <laughs> <laughs> we also did racing tardigrades. Yeah. And these are a little bit different um, in that they we chose a different color palette for these, I think, than our yeah. usual products. Love that color palette. I do, too. How All would right. you describe it, Hef? Uh, <laughs> Easter eggs. Easter's. Yeah, I was going to say Easter. Um, I mean, kind of pastel-y, but still bright and vibrant. I, yeah. Not quite pastel-y, but... Like a brilliant pastel. Yeah, but it's like an Easter palette. It almost gives me a, it gives me a little bit of a retro vibe too. Mm -hmm. Like it, it has some of the kind of nineteen um, fifties kitchen appliance kind of feel to it. And not, cars. And cars, yeah. It's not not in a bad way either. Um, and they um, are super cute, um, <laughs> but the face of a tardigrade is not appealing. <laughs> And <laughs> it's hard to even know what a face of a tardigrade is. When we were doing the display box, um, the tardigrade's face could not face completely forward because, you, one, you wouldn't be able to tell what it was, mm -mm. and it's not appealing. And you don't know. It Actually, you can't tell where the eyes are, and I, I still don't really know where the eyes are. It just looks like a kind of like a piggy face, but eyes. Well, tardigrades actually, they don't have eyes. Yeah, they have okay. a single cell oh, that's right. that detects light. So yes. they can tell if they're in light or dark or if right. they're heading towards light or dark, but that's it. Right. So their movies are very boring. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I like their faces, and but it's because I picture them having eyes where they don't have eyes, where they right. have these big kind of creases that come down near the nose, away right. from the nose. And I'm like, oh, that's their eyes, and they kind of look squinty. Yeah. But that's not their actual 
eyes, but mm-hmm. so I kind of I kind of like the face. Yeah, I like their little feet and their little, and then of course we have them on wheels, so that's very cool. Yeah. So you race them against each other. And we have raced them against each other. Yeah, Little and Mike. you know what else you can race them against? Hmm. Oh, racing rubber chickens. But we- before we leave the tardigrade world, I just received a text from my daughter Lily where she created a fictitious resume for tardigrades. Oh. And it's, I'll just read the education section. Okay. <laughs> University of Volcano, BA in philosophy, summer abroad in Antarctica, Spent winter abroad on a barnacle in the ocean for 45 years. Nice. Uh, I believe these are all real things that tardigrades did. That sounds right. Wow. And they they go to space too, right? Yeah. Well, that's in here too. Okay. Um, And then minus 450 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, cannot withstand cosmic radiation. I mean, these are extremely cool Creatures. Yeah, they're they are cool creatures. I thought it was funny, too, uh, when the PayPal tardigrade thing happened. There's a microbiologist on Twitter that everyone tagged in it because she uh, doesn't like tardigrades. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She, she has a chip in her shoulder, I think, because they got more famous than other more interesting uh-huh. microscopic mm. creatures. So I thought that was really interesting, too, that there's, really there's like a uh, tardigrade blowback. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wonder That's how amazing. the Wallingford Beast feels about. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of chips on shoulders today. I know. Well, this is what this podcast is about: bearing our grievances. We got a lot of problems with you people, but yeah, but simultaneously we're striving for the Nobel Peace Prize nomination. Exactly. So there's a balance. It's the, it's the path to peace is through conflict. You got to get through the con. You can't wow. go around it or under it or Did over it. Did you make that up? You got to go through it. Totally. I totally. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, can we get confirmation on that from someone Maybe I know? I deserve the Nobel Peace Prize for making that up. I don't know. I'm going to post it. It has nothing to do with my wife being a therapist or anything. <laughs> you know? Well, we also have the rubber chicken racers. Yep. Which have the squawking rubber chicken face rather than an actual chicken face. And they're in the um, flight position. Would you say so? It looks like racing right at your position. It looks like you put a uh, squawking rubber chicken in a catapult, and it was able to tilt its head up and scream in terror (laughs) as it flew across the room. It's enjoyable because it looks like it's just screaming towards you as it races towards you. Yeah, yeah, I do like that face just coming at you. It's nice and bumpy. Mm -hmm. Hef did a a great video for it that ends in a disturbing kiss. (laughs) Oh yeah. Some say disturbing. Some say beautiful. I don't know. You love be the is judge. Love. love is love. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, you really had them racing, and uh, the one of the racers even like jumped over a, a whole rubber chicken. I really like these. I love the design of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we might do something with them at a different size, just because um, they're so appealing. And uh, one of the things that's really great about these in particular is they really got the skin bumps, the little feather pull bumps, right. So when you pick them up, they just have a really great tactile feel. Mm -hmm. Like, this is just one of those products that's just a great object, Mm -hmm. too. They're really beautiful. Also, a nice addition to our Rubber Chicken Museum at the Stilfar. Exactly. The Rubber Chicken Museum, which is open. It is open. Free museum. It's open. And the store is open right now. Yep. Um, at 20% capacity? Uh, 
Yeah, 25% uh, capacity. 25% capacity. Yeah. And, uh, but we've got the staff all, you know, geared up and we've got everything all sanitized and, you know, few just a few customers at a time. So it's all working out nicely. We also have curbside pickup there. Um, and, uh, and really a great visit to the Rubber Chicken Museum, even just as a sort of an event, you know, you don't have to go there to buy something. You can just go there to do something because I feel like everything, so many things are closed that people want to go do. Yeah. And you can say, I went to a museum today. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I, I spent my time wisely. I, I, I invested in my culture. Yeah, cultural it was educational. Pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, beautiful. And uh, we also have pig finger puppets. Yeah. There are four different little piggies. Um, and they're slightly different colors of pink. So I've heard about people talking about, you know, uh, how there's that, you know, this little piggy went to market, et cetera. Have mm -hmm. you heard the people pointing at the toe and saying, be the little piggy that stayed home? <laughs> That's cute. I have to say, I, I wasn't a huge fan conceptually of the pig finger puppets, mm -hmm. but the way they turned out, they are very cute. And I like them a yeah. lot. Curly tail. Yeah. Curly tail makes it. Yeah, the curly tail helps. I keep saying they look like one of those, uh, they're characters from one of those European kid shows with stop motion animation. Oh, yeah. And because uh, they're, they, they have a real personality to yeah. them that, um, that I, I enjoy. They're one of my favorite of the finger puppets. My true favorite is one that we just got the, um, a sample of that we can't talk about yet, <gasps> but it likes peanuts. That's <laughs> <laughs> my clue. It is a Mm -hmm. That's my clue. Yeah, red herring. <laughs> it's a human. Humans like peanuts. It's a human. It's an elephant. We should talk about squirrels and underpants. Mm, yes, we should. Because we have had so many problems getting the image of the squirrel and underpants correct over the years. Uh, we've tried and failed. We've um, sent you know, five-man missions up the side of the mountain of the squirrel and underpants, and they've, they've died in the snow and had to have their bodies dragged down. <laughs> Very sad. Until Hef approached it. Oh. Oh. Well, I'll, I'll say... Uh, <laughs> we, we, you we really have surprised him. Of, uh, no. I'm, <laughs> uh, we have an image of the squirrel in underpants. Okay, it's a photoshopped photograph. And that's the one we've kind of loved for a long time. And anytime we've tried to do an illustrated version, it just nothing ever has looked right. Um, we even had a meeting one time where everyone just brought their own version of a squirrel in underpants, what they thought it should look like. But um, I was just uh, kind of doodling it and thought, give it a big head and big eyes. And it kind of worked out. The illustration of it finally worked out. So we thought we could do another of it. And um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's a, one of our best nodders. Um, he's cute in his little underpants. Uh, we had to have some debate about the underpants because uh, we needed the lines in the underpants to mm -hmm. show that they were Y-front underpants, and that's all included. He's clutching a <laughs> it's little... Included. It's included for free. <laughs> I have to mention what you get, Shauna. <laughs> I can't... I can't... Wow, bonus! People will be like... Uh, I bet it's just a white underpants. Yeah. I bet it's, it's like, just no. plain white. I bet no. I have to pay extra for the Y front. No. No. <laughs> they they know. The value you don't have to draw on your own <laughs> Y front. Wow, it's already amazing. there. The, yeah. pub, the public is hip to the value proposition. <laughs> yes. And we've got the proposition. That's right. And he's clutching an acorn. That's yes. the best part. Aside yeah. from the underpants, I love the acorn <laughs> clutching. 
Well, and, and everyone knows that. Speaking of the whole category, do you remember the hours of furious debate that occurred over whether we were going to use the word underwear or underpants? Yes. I mean, we really worked that. That's up there with, like, the cleft of yeah, Bigfoot, you know. That's they, true. We, this was a serious... It's, are you saying that's up the cleft of Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm talking... I, I wouldn't say that. I was talking about on the... On, a, on, the, on the hierarchy of, of, oh, of uh, okay. importance. Uh-huh. All right. And just another proof of this company's, you know, dedication to accuracy and truth and beauty. Well, and it's clear that underpants is funny and underwear isn't funny. I mean, when you really say it and think about it, it's... But there were those who oh, yeah. would not be convinced. Oh, I know. And it's it, ridiculous. It still were, shows up. It's still, we've had to we've had to squash that so many times. Do you guys remember the first year any type of squirrel underpants? Because it was before my time here. It was the squirrel underpants. It was not. the actual squirrel underpants. Yeah, probably. the squirrel underpants was the the first item, and I think that was two thousand and seven or two thousand. And that was a, of course, a joke item. We, mm-hmm. It did not exist. We put it up oh. as our April Fool's item. Because we were just trying to come up, in those days we would do fake products and just say they were real for April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. And we learned we really can't do that because everything is a real product to us. Like Fly Widow sounds like a joke, and right. it ain't no joke. I I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> um, but um, so squirrel underpants was one of our joke items, and so many people wanted it that we realized there's actually a market for this, and we then we had them made. By the way, I had a, actually a, an email today from somebody, a friend of mine, who said, will those underpants fit my chihuahua? <laughs> I, I really need to know. <laughs> Which is the, exactly the kind of thing you want to email Shauna about. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of questions I give Shauna all the time. I, I do have a lot of questions like that from people. You do. Uh-huh. Um, but great job. Looks fantastic. Good job, Half. Oh, Delightful thanks. orange color. Sassy. Sassy. He's Acorn got clutching. On. Big tail. Well, look at the package, too. It's this little, almost like a diorama with yeah. green grass and the forest and the blue skies and the puffy white clouds. I mean, it just takes you away. It takes it's, you straight into that Nobel Peace Prize is where it takes it you. It does. It's calming. I feel <laughs> like it's he's living his best life as he a is. squirrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got he's got food and underpants. Right. Yeah. That's exactly. Pretty much all he needs. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's really hugging that acorn. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, and it's also on the cover of our new catalog. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. Um, the final three items. <laughs> oh, it's controversial. Um, are the candy canes? Yes. Which Hef and I filmed a taste test video. Although we didn't taste them in the video. I've tasted them all before, of course. Me too. Me too. I didn't. Have you read? Of course. Yeah. Mark. (laughs) I think you actually have. I remember you tasting at least the ketchup. So we, we, um, we, we did a Zoom meeting where we had people taste at a distance and it, it wasn't as much fun as I think the being in person is with those taste, tastings. I thought the video was really fun. It is fun. I mean, it's fun. It's just a, we, last time we were able to. Um, go into the kitchen and make Yana a sandwich mm-hmm. out of a hamby sandwich with some mayonnaise on it. And that kind of stuff. That was weird. <laughs> Speaking of hamby, <laughs> just weird. Let, let me just go back to hamby for a minute. So I was pulling mail order orders this week, and uh, which I don't always do, but at Christmas time we need to have extra help. And 
those Hamdi canes that we you that we you designed the package have, and they are um, a flavor that we came up with a couple of years back, two years ago, or is it like twenty years ago? I I don't know it's anymore. Last year. <laughs> yeah, like 20 years ago. It, it's same, same, same difference. Pretty much 20 years ago. Um, it was last year. Those little dancing, ha- those hams are hams with their gams are insane. Like, speaking of people not yeah. talking about things enough, like mm-hmm. the handy yeah. clause is like, yeah. it just exists. That ham, those that handy ham king package is crazy, and I, people need to look at that. That is nuts. I agree. <laughs> I, I remember when you drew that, you came to me. It was really late. Everybody else was gone, and you're like, "Is have I gone too far?" <laughs> yeah, because it was the weird ham guy plus his candy cane backup dancers. kind of backup dancers. Yeah. The only time I've heard it referred to is when there was this um, there's this Irish YouTube channel. And oh, they yeah. did a taste test of it, but they were commenting on the packaging of our candy canes as well. And they had some choice things to say about the Hamdy Canes package. Um, but other than that, it hasn't gotten a lot of attention. No. Uh, yeah. I know we talked about those muscular legs before on other, on other, in other podcasts, but I just have to mention it again because I had really not looked at that package for a, quite a year. So I know. I'm, yeah. And they're... Good work. <laughs> it's a good package, but... That's one of those where I think the the weirdness of the package gets lost in the weirdness of the product. Right. Because you kind of expect a weird product to have a weird package. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think it, the the coolness of the package just is in the shadow of mm-hmm. the item, which right. is too bad. But to me, that's that's kind of the most fun part about the candy canes. To me, I mean, as a designer is seeing the mascots that we come up with. Scott King did the three mascots on these ones, but the ma- the mascots we come up with for each candy cane is is quite fun. So there's like we because this year's so we have ketchup candy canes, shiitake mushroom candy canes, and pho candy canes, and so there's a, a mascot of, for each one, and I I love them. I think that's the best part. Do you want to talk about the uh, shiitake mushroom candy cane mascot? No, I don't. <laughs> Mark does. I, no, I, I, I want to calling a mushroom dude. <laughs> I have a little addendum for the Hamdi cane. Yes. Um, I recently got to see the YouTube uh, skit of kids in the hall on about ham, yeah. you know, in the kitchen in this little town in Canada, <laughs> and I just I think unconsciously that. Um, so much of what the kids in the hall did, and particularly the ham scene, has affected us, and that's why we actually made this product. It was a subliminal <laughs> thing from the kids in the hall. I hope that's so. my theory. I love the kids in the hall. I hope that's true. I, I, they are so funny. And you, we, I've seen them live. You've seen them live. <laughs> I have seen them live. Yeah, I've seen them live too. You've wow. seen them live. I think we made Hamdy Games because we made Clamdy Games. And I said, what if I replace the CL with an H? Well, there's, there's that. <laughs> that's the non-subliminal part. Yeah. Yeah. That's the non-subliminal part. <laughs> Mark's way deeper than I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, eh. I don't know, make, make it ham. This has been in the works for decades. Decades. Yeah. There's thought we have, um, we have a think tank yeah. under the building. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, of the three candy canes, the fuck candy cane is my favorite of them. Me I think too. it's delicious. So what's so funny is people, and we saw this in the tasting video, but 
but the people have such a different opinion about these. Like it is dramatically different the ones that people like versus the ones they don't. There doesn't seem to be consensus except with you two right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we half and I are in complete agreement on yeah. everything no. at all times. Lockstep. So, but the pho has that really fresh herby taste to it with the um, kind of fattiness of the broth underneath it. So I really, I, I think we could sell that pho by itself as a serious candy and people would buy it, like not as a novelty candy. Yeah. I think it just tastes good. It's serious. It's serious. Kind of makes me want to have pho for dinner, actually. And it's got a cute little bowl, personified bowl of pho for the mascot. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we could sell the shiitake mushrooms as a candy. <laughs> the non-novelty candy. <laughs> What that it? seemed to be, of the taste, in the taste test video, that seemed to be the least favorite of the three. I agree. Yeah, but some, yeah. I thought uh, somebody said that was the one they liked the best, Angela. Uh, yeah, was it uh, and, then, and then she spit Angela? it out. Yeah. Well, it was too much. Too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing. It's building the lily. Just like in that Rageous bar. It's too much. You yeah. don't need it all. See, and Just I... Just take a Reese's. You don't need everything else. That's true. Uh, I I've didn't mind the mushroom. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Just kind of like an earthy yeah, yeah, yeah. flavor, yeah, whereas yeah. the ketchup to me was a little bit offensive. It's like, I mean, it tastes like ketchup, but, you know, in the fun novelty candy way where you're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say offensive in what way? <laughs> <laughs> Your sensibilities? <laughs> Favorite flavors. Yeah. I I am, I have to say, um, not since uh, Lumpy, the personified lump of gravy, have we had a character raked over the coals like the shiitake mushroom uh, guy was in Pop Sugar. Yeah. Um, she did not like that character. She yeah. thought he was an accurate representation of how terrible the candy cane tasted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a lot of drama for that little mushroom guy. It was. And I, he's just a simple guy. Yeah. He's just making his way through the mushroom world. Mm-hmm. He's got a, you know... He's a mycologist, which is a doctor if you're a mushroom. That's what they call their doctors for themselves. It's <laughs> so. a doctor if you're a mushroom. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to know that because I'm not a mushroom. No, that's why I'm, and I spoke to the mushroom. Thank and you they for told letting me, me know. He was like, but if I was a mushroom. And he's just kind of sitting there and he's got like a little <laughs> pipe candy cane in his mouth and He's he's grizzled. He, and he's mellow, but he's mellow. Oh, yeah. He looks mellow. comfortable. Mellow yeah, fellow. I, I feel pretty defensive about about it. I mean, I thought it was a little too brutal. I mean, I'm, it's I'm, this has been a tough year on all of us. and I Don't, don't think, take it out on Mushroom I don't man. think the shiitake mushroom fellow needed, <laughs> deserved that. Yeah. Do you have it up, Hef? I'm trying to get it up. It's not, it's not loading. I think she maybe had some other stuff going on in her life, and she took it out on the, the mushroom dude. Yeah. I think he looked like either. Um, I think she, he either looked like a relative she didn't like or oh. an ex. Right. Yeah. I, that's my theory. Maybe if uh, Victoria Messina hears this, she can let us know. Wait. So you remembered <laughs> her name off the top of your head? Oh yeah. It, it, I think it, there it, was a stern letter involved. And a chip on the shoulder. There was a stern chip letter on the shoulder. Wait. Rescind that Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Yeah, you've got to be mellow, man, to get that prize. Keep it mellow. Okay, I did pull it up. Would you like me to read the quote? Yes, yes, please. Okay, the quote about the mushroom guy says, The box they come packaged in features an animated mushroom man. Uh, oh, just, okay, sorry. Uh, features an animated mushroom man smoking one of the candies 
a la a pipe and looking pretty weathered and displeased, likely an indication of the effects of consuming one. He doesn't look displeased. Weathered, maybe. Weathered, displeased. yes. Displeased, no. no. He looks... Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a Lewis Carroll thing going on, and uh, which is pretty pretty great, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I have He's no complaints. He's just kind of got sleepy eyes. He's just living his life, man. Yeah. yeah. It's that ketchup mascot you got to watch out for. That jerk. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, he's great. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't mean it. So you know how Roger hates ketchup? Yes. He really loathes ketchup. So he's really, speaking of offending the sensibilities, mm-hmm. he's really upset by this. Has he tried it, though? <laughs> oh, no. And he won't. And he's mad. Oh. If anybody tries it and likes it, he's... he's, he's He's upset. <laughs> Roger's upset. <laughs> <laughs> Roger's mad. Um, I I have to say too. I think that that um, mushroom dude might be my favorite of the mascots. Mm. Ah. I love the Hamdy Kane guy. Um, <laughs> great, but that that mushroom has a lot of personality. It does have personality. Mm-hmm. I might make a spite shirt of him. Yeah. <laughs> put oh. that put that woman's name over the top <gasps> of it. Yeah. That sounds like something you would like, Mark. <laughs> yeah. We're being so mellow right now. I can't. I can't do it because I'm under consideration for the nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to like, keep it. Nobel Peace Prize or Spike. That's okay. I wrote Which, it down on my Spike list. <laughs> That's Mark, for next year. I will make this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you remember how you mentioned how much Roger hates uh, ketchup? Yes. And how his attitude toward me changed when he f- heard about my incident with the Heinz tomato ketchup yes. company and the series of stern letters that, <laughs> that were exchanged. And I, I can say no more because of the legal agreement I had to sign with the Heinz company. But uh, needless to say, I love ketchup, but... Uh, I don't serve Heinz anymore. <laughs> Never. And you're Just forever saying. bonded with Roger because of it. I yes. don't serve Heinz. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good note to end on. So. <laughs> I, think we, I think we did it. So, um, still, everyone's favorite product out of the group stayed the same. No, no, no one was changed. No minds were changed. <laughs> no minds were changed. So, uh, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we will see you again soon. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. For more information about the products we talked about, go to mcphee.com. That's M-C-P-H-E-E dot com.